God bless us, everyone. Dave, to all us who's down in Hoville. Merry almost Christmas. Thank you. Happy and holidays. Same to you. Thank you. Uh, holiday plans? Staying in town. Michael will be it. off work oh, for a change. It'll a just dream. be us and Faye. Uh, we are recording this little in advance, so I don't know if we'll... There's always a chance of a little Palm Springs getaway or something, but we're mostly – because the week after, we're going to Mexico. Oh, very nice. For New Year's and my birthday. Um, your – Your – My birthday. My birthday. Your – Yeah, I don't even want to say it out loud, but uh, it's – some. I don't – I have no – I have nothing but ambivalence about the birthday aspect of it, the going to a – resort in Punta Mita part of it. Oh, you're going to have a ball. I'm all in. You're going to have an absolute ball. Uh, I'm very sad you won't be joining us. I know. I'm sorry. There's uh, always next year. Yeah. I mean, listen, if uh, if only the gay VNs were paying a little better, I'd be able to join you. But uh, but alas. Uh, but it is nearly Christmas. It is. I got you something. I got you something. And it's I, I want to go first because mine is going to be such a disappointment that whatever, even if it's a card- okay. Okay. It's going to be better okay. than what I – so I – Well, I'm excited either way. I'm going to – hold on. I'm grabbing – I'm sliding this across the table okay, to I'm you. Gonna, I didn't You're even mark a, yours in so any this way. This is a great audio gift yeah. for unwrapping, but you go first. I will go first. Okay. It appears to be a book or a, C, a, a DVD. <gasps> Do you already have this? No. He gave me – he gave me Find Me. Yay! The sequel, of course, to Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Is there something in it's this just, that I'm supposed to read? That, that was just... actually the whole gift you just crumbled. Uh, no, I'm oh. just kidding. No, it's literally just the book. Oh, thank you so That's, much. I am so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, I didn't even read Call Me By Your Name, the book. I didn't, I, either. didn't either, right? No. But uh, I did read an excerpt of this that was in a, maybe Vanity Fair or something. Yeah. And yeah. I got to say, it's nice to... It's nice to see Helio. It's nice to be with yes, us. Yeah. And sweet Oliver. Oliver's coming back too. Um, I have not yet watched uh, Army Hammer on the Bear Grylls show, but that's waiting for me on my DVR. Oh, great. You're going to have a whole Army oh, Hammer themed holiday. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Merry Christmas. Now this, uh, what I've given you, people say that it is better to give than to receive. I've never personally believed that. Yeah. Until... I was horribly wrapping this oh, this I'm morning. Really hoping this. Oh my God! Could it be? It's a Mac. Well, oh, this is not an ad. This is a real life this experience is, of. Oh, let me rip into this properly. I, Dave, oh. when I tell you <gasps> that I wanted this so bad, these are the infamous. Mac Weldon sweatpants that Dave yes. is so horny about. I, f- I am and rock hard horny about those pants. When we do those ads, you know he is telling the truth and yes. living the truth. And I can't wait for you to live the experience. This is so – and I, 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 I'm telling you, I was looking at this thinking, should I get him another pair? Or that, that seems a little too on the nose. Yeah. Let me do something that's also very on the nose, which is this book, but – Oh, no, no, no. This you. is exactly what I wanted. I treasure this. Oh, thank you. You're a gift. You're a gift. That, that does not stop giving. I mean, I look forward to many, many more of these with you. Me too. Have a very merry and comfy Christmas. Thank you. Uh, our guest this week is is an absolute joy. Also a gift. Uh, like, I loved talking to him so much yeah. that I really, truly never wanted it to stop. We don't always love the guests, even though we pretend that we do. Yes, yeah. we have to. Yeah. This, this one, yeah. truly loved. Yeah. And do love. Yeah. Presently, He's, actively. 
He's a joy. He's got a new movie out called The Mandela Effect. Uh, his name is Robin Lord Taylor. Yes. And he's blonde. He's blonde. I didn't know that. Naturally blonde. I know him to have uh, raven dark hair from his uh, from him uh, playing the penguin on Gotham. Of course. So we said hello out in the uh, out in the, the the reception area at Earwolf, and I was talking to him for a minute, and it fully clicked in who he was, like well into our conversation, right. and it was, and I have no poker face, so it like absolutely showed. We'll get into it in the show. Um, he is a dream. He is Robin Lord Taylor. We're here with Robin Lord Taylor. Yes. Hi, guys. Amazing. Fresh off a star turn in uh, in off book. Off book. Holy crap. I I love it. Yeah. That was something else. And not to give any spoilers, people should obviously listen to the episode, but can you tell the people what you're, what we're going to hear in this? It it, it was, you're going to hear Cincinnati the musical. Great. (laughs) And it's, you know, really, we really go into it. What's your relationship <laughs> to Cincinnati? When I was, I, I yeah, when I don't have much of a relationship to Cincinnati except for the fact that when I was a young lad, I really wanted a My Little Pony Unicorn because they had just come mm, out, didn't. naturally. And uh, my dad didn't know what that was. But instead, when he was on a business trip, he got me a stuffed unicorn at the oh. Cincinnati airport, oh. and I still have it. You do in my childhood bedroom oh. on the closet in the closet. Yeah. Oh. Does, yeah. does the unicorn have a name? Uni. Great. <laughs> I, I flubbed there because I didn't want to misgender the unicorn. I realized why would I assume the unicorn was a you know? And honestly, I don't. I I don't know what gender uni is to this day. Like yeah, I, in my head, like I don't think I had ever ascribed. Why label? You know, why label uni? I was way ahead of the curve here. Of course you are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you're singing. You're, you're improvising and singing. I, I felt like, I, you know, and I also like, I really hearken back to, I, I was obsessed as a kid with, um, whose line is it anyway, the original British mm. version. Uh-huh. So this was like, yeah, I felt like I was back there watching that show, which wow. is amazing. Yeah. Are you a musical theater person? No. no. I mean, I'm a fan. I, I was a theater major, but I wasn't, I wasn't musical. I mean, I did musicals in high school, but that's where it all stopped. Do you have an improv background? No. Wow. <laughs> I love it. This feels like a general. It, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, totally. but, so, you, so you just dove right in. Just dove right in. I, I just was that. like, yeah, they, 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 they offered the thing, and I was like, this scares the shit out of me, and so let's just do it. You know, like, can I say shit? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I think Zach Reno of Off Book is adorable. He is a very handsome gentleman. Absolute. Yes. Dream. They're, yeah. It. They're they're very yeah they're very yeah. comely bunch yeah. Oh, yeah you know they really are yeah yeah so and they're mm-hmm. very smart and quick and I spent the entire time giggling so like underneath mm-hmm. everything is just me laughing like yeah you know, oh, yeah that's, that's me and when I attempt to do improv just <laughs> yeah. laugh through the whole thing yeah sure. people love that yeah. totally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the uh, the Jimmy Fallon uh, uh, yes <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. in effect yeah. Uh, did you see me, by the way, figure out who you were about 30 seconds into our I conversation? <laughs> I am not used to you with this hair. I know. And I felt bad because I should have like led with, hi, I'm Robin. No, I was, I was like, just like, I, mean, no. I, I did that stupid thing where I assumed that you knew who I was. I do, like, <laughs> but it took a second. I was on I, a delay. Yeah. Yeah. No, please, It's a different I, look than I'm. It is. This, yeah. See, I'm back to my roots. Great. Um, oh, the these show, are, these are the roots. This is natural. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The show. 
was yeah five seasons of dyeing my hair every two weeks so Jeez. it suits you well i mean the natural suits you know you well, it actually turned out well better than i thought it, i was really scared of that aspect because like you know i was the only person who really had to take the look home with him every night mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah it wasn't a wig it was like you know i had to live with that for you know forever and it's such a drastic change i mean you know i'm like very very blonde yeah and to go directly opposite but uh, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't such a pain in the ass to like maintain, I think I would like consider it, you know, longer. Just it, there's something with dark hair, with really, and you have blue eyes. It makes your eyes really pop, which right. I really liked. But, so, but in, it's also then I all I wore was black because it's like to really you can't wear pastels with that hair. No, of course I not. Mean, you look like Little you're Nikki. going to like juvenile. You're a goth going to court or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And are we seeing you with blonde hair in in newer stuff? Yes, yeah. Okay. I'm. I. Uh, I have. I. Well. Well. I'm. I'm in a independent film that's coming out uh, on December sixth, uh, and uh, that's probably after this comes out. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll be on. Yeah, video on demand. It's called the Mandela Effect, and uh, in that, that's my last role with the black hair. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's that. But I'm also in uh, season two of You on yes. Netflix, nice. and uh, that's when I get to be blonde. So yeah. Very what nice. can you tell us about? season two very I know little. we're I know it's in LA yeah I, I, I can tell you it's in LA him will instead of Joe or something right um yes there's that is a thing and I uh, um let's see I can say that uh the character I play is very obviously very different from from penguin mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like yeah. a person that you could potentially see in real life which is which was a nice stretch yeah. for me. Um, and yeah, I, I can't. And he's blonde? And he's blonde. That. There you go. Did you work with James Scully? I, was- I, I didn't work. I didn't have any scenes with James, but um, yeah. he is a deer. I fucking love that guy. Yeah. And he also, um, so, but we would do, uh, we, we would uh, hang out at the table reads. So I got to kind of like nice. act at the table with him, which was nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you have a Mandela effect thing? Is do there I something? Have, I mean, I have like I have one very specific memory of my childhood that was that was recurring. So it happened twice, and it's been confirmed by everybody that it never happened. And it was like involving some going to some kind of inoculation center when I was like five, and I remember like my older sister taking me to this place, and I went with my nephews, her kids, and. It never happened. And I don't know if I dreamed it, but I remember it happening twice. And yeah, it was, I remember the place. It was very uh-huh. white. And uh, it sounds really scary. It I'm sounds like just, I was abducted yeah, by aliens. I'm the context of this, trying to put together what a Mandela effect is. And okay. I'm oh, gathering okay. Yes. that Can it you is. explain? Yes. yes so the Mandela effect is named after, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's a real phenomenon that is out there. Um, in the 80s, Millions and millions of people all around the world believed that Nelson Mandela died in prison. And I don't remember the name of the prison, but it's a very specific prison. And so this is the name for that effect when right. when millions of people uh, remember something alternative, alternatively. We have like a collective hallucination is. almost. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, is it Shazam? Is that the other Kazam. famous one? Yeah, Kazam. Shazam and Kazam, yeah. The, the one where Sinbad plays the genie. Yeah. Right. Like everyone thinks that this movie exists and it doesn't exist. Right. Um, and Berenstain then Bears. Berenstain Bears. Everyone remembers yep, it as yep, Berenstain yep. Bears. I remember them as Berenstain. You, oh, someone was an observant yeah. Yeah. person. Your mom was a stickler for... I don't think Berenstain we ever had the book, but I remember thinking I've never heard of that name. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, because so. it is. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, I guess... Yeah. 
the Monopoly Man, um, does he have does he have a monocle or not? Yeah. Nope. What? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I want to say that he does. Right. But he doesn't? He does not. Yeah. He does not. He's does just Mr. No... Peanut? It's got a monocle? That might be. That, okay. That, oh, that, that might Mr. Also, Peanut does Also have... wealthy, not, you know, not quite as, you know. <laughs> not on the same level, but fancy. Is something happening with Mr. Peanut in the news recently? I'm having like a vague memory of seeing people tweeting about him being gay. Anybody? <laughs> I, no? This is my own Mandela. I mean, I personal, very recent Mandela. I did. Yeah. I feel like I saw something about Mr. Peanut on Twitter, but I, yeah, I didn't dig any deeper. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, what are you watching these days? What am I watching these days? Um, I'm watching a lot of House Hunters. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah? I'm obsessed. It's like, yeah, it's so relaxing. I also have this weird thing where like, I don't know if it's the times in which we live, but I am also, I find a lot of comfort from watching Forensic Files mm, yeah. and Datelines mm-hmm. And like we, I call them, my husband and I call them murder shows. Yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. And I, I was trying to figure out why they, they really like relax me and calm, calm me down. And it's been, it, I, you know, it's, this is some somewhat recent thing. And I, and I was thinking about it and I was thinking it, it may, like, if I'm going to analyze it, it may have to do with the fact that, you know, at the end of every episode, there's justice. Like there is, yeah. you know, there's a process and they find the person and there's justice for the most part, uh-huh. uh, especially in forensic files. It's always about solving the case. Um, and, you know, again, not to, you know, just, well, sure. No, to get political, like there's no justice happening right now. And I yeah. find it so frustrating and so mm-hmm. like it gives me anxiety, you know, where I just don't, I just see like truth being eroded and, you know, science being denied and you know and again like there's no checks and balances anymore right and so like you know i think i i really do think that the yes, murder yes, shows yes. like Where bring like, me back to like a place of like it's like i watch the murder shows and i'm obsessed with judge judy uh-huh. oh, <laughs> these are the things i watch sense. and they really they bring me like comfort and like yeah bring me down like it's and these are also all shows where facts matter yes and they are y- – truth prevails. Truth prevails. Everyone is in, in agreement on what truth is, that on what science is. And, you know, again, like we're just watching these, you know, these things that like you – know, that we're supposed to like base our reality on being yeah. eroded away by the people in power. And it's just – it terrifies me. It's like an yeah. existential dread that I have. That's I know, it's happening. like this you know. fake impeachment trial. It's like, we know Ukraine meddled in the 2016. Yeah, like, 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 over it. Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it must news. be, yeah. It's nice where, where it's like a fingerprint is found and it's yours and you're guilty and you can't just be like, I'm going to not go to jail. Yeah, right. Exactly. I did it, there's, but I'm going to not go to jail because I don't order, want to. It's like, no, you have to. You have to go. Totally. It's, yeah. Is, it's yeah. bringing order nice. to the chaos. Like, you know, it's, yeah. Simple and satisfying. Mm-hmm. What were the things that you watched or saw or who were the performers that you um, looked up to that made you want to be an actor? Um, let's see. There were a lot. Um, I would say I was very um, – I loved uh, Tim Curry was one mm-hmm. that I always looked up to. Um, I was a huge Clue fan. <laughs> When of I was course. a child, and that movie was very and important. Sorry, to Tim me. Curry is still living, still yes. living, and gay or not gay? I think he's gay, but I, I, I always have to remind myself on both those things whether I, he's. I'm I, not sure. It, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I, I don't really know. Living. Living. Google. Definitely know, living. Yeah, definitely living. I, I actually, I mean, I so sidebar, like because of Gotham, I do a lot of Comic-Con appearances. Sure. And, um, which is amazing. It's yeah. like this really, it's just such a crazy thing that I didn't really know <laughs> was a, a thing full, until. Like, Beatles experience. Uh, yeah. Like I, as close as I'll ever get to it. I mean, it's nothing, you know, nothing like that. I'm not like that big of a deal, but like, but still like it, you know, like just being able to meet the people who like what you do is like really exciting and cool. But also the most amazing thing is the green room at these things. It's oh, really shit, something right. else. You know, it's like. You get to see, you know, some, you know, like stars from, you know, yeah. ago and current stars. And we're all in this shitty green room in some convention center in Wales or whatever. Uh-huh. The hell. You know what I mean? It's just very, very interesting. And I forget where I was. I need a top three. <laughs> of the celebrities? Of, of people. Green room people. Oh, God. Well, I mean, like, I, I'll say the people that I actually, like, it. I'm rarely impressed by actors just because it's what I do and uh-huh. I get it. And I know what, you know, it's like if musicians. I, that's when I really mm-hmm. freak out. But, um, but in terms of but the, but the actors that really made me have like crazy moments, of course, are like the people from my childhood. And, um, you know, and I, I was a big, uh, I was a big Star Trek fan next generation when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, this was just a couple months ago. Um, Marina Sirtis was in the green room and she played Deanna Troy, uh-huh. the counselor on, on uh, nice. Next Generation. And that really rocked my world. And of course she was like, she's like, you know, salty British lady. And she just like, was like, well, let's take a fucking picture then. All right. And she just <laughs> yeah. like was reading me for filth. And I was like, so there for everything it. You it, was, wanted it, it was everything I wanted it to be. Um, the other one where I completely lost it was Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. It, like, you know, growing up in the Midwest, you know, in the, in the eighties and nineties, you know, as a gay kid, like he was such a pioneer. I mean, I, you know, that he was out of the closet then and he was accepted by his, I, for, the kids in the hall is like very imp- important to me mm. that he was like accepted by his straight peers, his yeah. straight male peers, and then also celebrated and for his, for who he is was hugely like, like important to me. And, um, and so when I met him at, you know, it was like, (laughs) it was like even before the day started, it was probably like nine 30 in the morning and we're like strangling to the, to the green room. And, um, he was walking behind us and, you know, and he said something and he was like, like, do you guys know where the green room is or something? And I turned around and it was him. And I like, (laughs) the breath like Mm -hmm. left my body and like, you know, I got you know, very emotional. Oh. And I, you know, and I don't ever have that experience really with very, it's very rare for me to have that. But again, like him being so, you know, important to me, like from amazing. when I was younger, that was, that was really something else. And then in terms of, I mean, God, who else? Uh, <laughs> I was just, um, I was just in a, uh, in a green room with uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, and uh, how was he looking? <sighs> I mean, I don't, he, you know, he, for a 67 year old man who like did like a lot of martial arts and stuff, like, you know, he, he looks really good. I mean, you know, like that's a rough, you know, he, that's, that's rough on your body yeah, and all sure. that. Um, 
And yeah, he was. It was interesting. <laughs> I don't really want to say what. what? Okay, okay, what? You I'm just saying, like you know, if you get the moment, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, to be a scholar, you should take it. You mentioned that you do freak <laughs> out more meeting musicians. Yes. Any favorite musicians you've gotten to? I well, I that I've gotten to meet. Um, I I I uh, let's see. Oh, now I'm drawing a blank. But I so I was. Um, I'm very good friends with. Uh, well, Billy Eichner is one of my best friends for, for many years. Mm-hmm. We went to college together and he was very sweet. And he invited me to, um, to the Vanity Fair Oscar party this Whoa. year. Come on. I, was like, I mean, I, was, I didn't have a tux. It was, oh my I God. actually wore one of my suits from Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> this is the closest thing I had to a tux. Yeah. Which, and yeah, it worked. Nobody knew. Um, now they do. Uh, <laughs> and we were standing outside and, um, you know, it's lots of people milling around and like, and I, you know, I'm just like, I should name the celebrity and they were there and they, you know, and of course everyone's such a huge fan of Billy, rightly so. So he's, you know, talk, you know, we got to meet a lot of crazy famous people yeah. and we were standing outside having a moment, just sort of like, yeah, chatting. And it was just the two of us. And then uh, a woman was just like, just came over and she was like, I'm sorry guys, can you just like scooch back just a little bit? And we were like, yeah, 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 totally. And then, Right in front of us, wheels by in a wheelchair, Joni fucking Mitchell. Oh, what? Like, and and I like I I I put my hand on Billy's shoulder and we just like, <gasps> and we held our breath and it was like one of those moments where it's you know it's like it was ten seconds if that you yeah. know but it felt like <laughs> like twenty minutes like yeah. I just like I was like I am taking in every atom of this moment like everything and it just and she was like laughing and they were joking about the food or something just with her assistant or whatever and she was like rolling deep like three or four people like you know mm-hmm. and they were walking her through and and i i looked at billy i was like it does nothing ever will ever yeah. approach that you know yeah. and i don't even like and i get i also get shy like i don't i don't really necessarily like actually meeting people because i feel like big fan you know i just feel so like stupid and you know and i also kind of shut down and you know so in a way i was i was glad that i what am i going to say to Joni mitchell besides like you changed my life in every way and i listen to you every day and you know you're like the soundtrack to my life in so many ways you know but the fact that i got to just just see her like you know and also seeing her smiling having a blast you know laughing and you know it's just yeah, that was a good one. Wow, <laughs> that is a good one. Did not know she was in a wheelchair. Yeah, I think she's had. She's been having. I think, unfortunately, I think she's been having a couple some health problems. But, but yeah. again, but you know, she was yeah. living her life. She's out there, and God. she was loving it, and she's still out there. Just, I mean, yeah, forget about it, wow. Tony Mitchell. Are you a Spotify user? I am a Spotify user. Have you done your? I did. May we? I'm. I'm. I, I'm. What am I? I'm genre fluid. Same here. Oh, wow. I'm not going to let one genre define me. No. That's right. Yeah. You know. Would, would you mind going through it oh, on yeah. the air? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Oh, do you do yours, Matt? I don't you even Spotify? use. Spotify. I'm an Apple Music this person. Might be. So. Okay. Uh, I hope this. Is I will tell you uh, the Spotify music of the decade really reminded me of my mortality <sighs> because I right. can't fucking believe that things that I listened to obsessively were actually in 2012. Because it feels like it was Isn't yesterday that I was crazy, super like, into that one real estate song that I love. That was fully like eight, nine years ago. It, it's crazy. Yeah, no. And then you meet someone who's like in their like early twenties, and you're like, 
you know, you're like, oh yeah, that was just like in 2012. And they're like, I was in junior high. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, like whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. Like Your artist of the decade. Okay. Jeez. Oh, um, artist of the decade. Jesus. I don't know oh, my artist of the, yeah. oh, wait, how do you do it? Do you just go through so, on this thing? Yeah. You kind of scooch like a, like a, an Instagram story. Um, and then it's, it's the, I think the last one. Oh, it's the last one. Okay. Yeah. Let me go to the. My artist of the year, Charlie Bliss. Not no surprise. No surprise. Great. One. Oh, Big artist fan. of the decade, of course, Fleetwood Mac. Nice. Great. Yeah. Great. That's another. That's a. That's another group where I would have a Joni moment. Where, yeah. You know, like For Stevie. Sure. Oh Christine God. McVie is so underrated. Don't yes. like, you just want to hang out with Christine McVie? Yes. All day long. All day long. Yeah. She is the. She's the glue. She's the. Yeah. The glue to that band. Yeah. You know, and so underrated. Her songs are. Consistently, you know, some of my favorites of that mm-hmm. band. Yeah. Uh, my artist of the year is Yola. I don't ah. know if you're familiar with yeah, yeah. Yola. She's a she's a British uh, country western singer, but she has a very um, what's that? How would I say? Uh, I guess it's a she she's she's a, she she's a like a more soulful Linda Ronstadt oh, wow. kind of sound, um, and. Uh, yeah, she's fabulous. So if you okay. listen to her new album, it's Great it's rack. really beautiful. But yeah, there you know. go. Yeah. Anyway, the numbers don't lie. That's why I just I wanted to I wanted. To yeah. Wait, did you tell that. us who your artist of the decade was? Frank Turner. Frank Turner. Who was that? I'm obsessed with Frank Turner. He yeah. was uh, in a punk band for years and years, and then he became sort of like folk troubadour. Okay. Kind of, but still like there's still kind of punk like weaving through it mm. um, and I he tours that. obsessively and his lyrics are incredible the epigraph in my book is from one of his songs oh really oh. and uh, yeah I'm totally I, I still really like Frank Turner a lot but there there were about three years which I thought were last year but they were actually like 2011 <laughs> to 2014 oh god hey, what uh, where I do? kind of only listened to him and like would see him if he was within a day's drive and still would fantastic thank yeah. you yeah listen to Frank Turner yeah Frank all Turner all those who can really. hear the sound of our voice what's the last Live concert that you saw. Last live concert that I got to see, I went to the Madonna show. <sighs> yes. What time did she start, first of all? Okay. So I went with Billy again. Billy mm-hmm. is like my, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's my segue to anything cool yeah. that's happening to me. Which is, was this what with David Russell and he Leslie? Was, no, they went to the, that night. was the LA show. This was in New York, oh, okay. like before she came out to LA. Are you in New York or LA? I'm in New York. Oh, okay. And so, uh, so yeah, and, uh, Anyway, so yeah, that, so we had gotten we had gotten the the word. It was like there's no point in showing up before ten o'clock, right? Yeah, and so we were like, okay, all right. So like we you know like we had dinner and we like dragged it out. Like Billy and I are just like sitting on our phones, like like staring, <laughs> being like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we made we make it over there around like ten o three. She goes on at eleven twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and also, you know, it's it was pretty remarkable, I have to say, because only because like, you know, she has the she does the um the the pouches where you lock your cell phones away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's been a while since I've been like in like a public place like that with no cell phone and you know, and it's just like sitting there. I mean it, like Billy and I we were like 
you know, basically brothers. So it's like, you know, that it's fine, but you know, you, everyone's like talking to each other and like everyone is getting wasted. And so it's like, you know, it, it was a very like communal environment actually. Like everyone was like, you know, interacting with, with each other in a way that, you know, doesn't happen every day. So that I actually really liked yeah. about it. But, um, but yeah, she was, she's legend. She's, yeah. you know, like, the other thing too is like, you know, Again, like getting older, you're like, these people don't live forever. And it's mm-hmm. like, when am I going to see Madonna in this kind of environment? I mean, we were very close to the stage and she's right there, maybe about 20 feet away from me doing her thing. And it was, a, that was another like, very like, I mean, we were talking like yeah, my entire, another soundtrack of my life yeah. moment where right. I'm like, and I'm just like watching her do her thing right there and I'm remembering being a little boy and like dancing in the basement to the songs and like you know it just like it it, it was very emotional it was a lot more emotional than I thought it would be you know yeah. and like it really hit me it, yeah it hit me in a very deep place that I wasn't expecting so That's and, and I, also like yeah. I I don't I don't I'm not a fanny out kind of person but like she like launches into Vogue and I'm like ah like, yeah. like fucking flipping and freaking out. Of and it was just coming out of me. It was like, I wasn't even like, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. But yeah. That's what my, my boyfriend, Michael, saw her here with mm-hmm. his friend who is like a professional Madonna goer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Has Much like this, you had mentioned our friend city. David Russell. Is, yeah, right, yes, exactly. And has gone, has traveled with her, has seen the show in every city, knew exactly what song to stand up and which aisle to walk to <laughs> so that they would be in the perfect position so that Michael could fist bump her when she walked by. He did get to fist bump her. Pro. Wow. That's he, a pro. just like you, was like, I can't believe how many times I cried in this. Totally. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I yeah, it it really was. It was very moving and just very like surreal. It was just so yeah. surreal. Yeah, I mean, someone who's one of so these days. Un- unapproachable. So like, I mean, my entire life, like, I mean, that's the Madonna is like at the yeah. top of the top, and then yeah. she's like right there, and she was so like loose and funny. And like, you know, I loved like when she would just her the way she talks. Like, she's just she's hilarious. She has a very like sharp sense of humor especially about herself actually which i really appreciated yeah she's yeah i great. hope someday to be standing at, at a party standing on the curb and be asked to scoot back and madonna <laughs> rolls yeah, by on a jazzy on a future <laughs> time stop oh my god totally jazzy oh yeah um do you know jancy dunn she's a I writer don't. uh i may have told this story before but um she she was a writer and editor at Rolling Stone for a long time, and she got to do a big profile on Madonna, right? That sounds familiar, actually. And, yeah, I, this I, was I, probably 15, 20 years okay, ago. Okay, that was – yeah, I, I subscribed to Rolling Stone yeah. like, around that time, too. So actually, I think I do know this person. Yeah, at the height of Maverick. Oh, yeah, there we go. Been. Right. And uh, and so she went to interview her and, uh, and like, kind of spent a few hours with her in her office and whatever. And said she went in and sat down and they had a really nice conversation and then whatever. She wrapped it up, and then she went through the reception area – and just started to feel like wobbly and dizzy. And uh, and the receptionist was like, sit over there. And like, there's a couch. And the receptionist brought her some water. Right. And she was like, don't worry, this happens all the time. <sighs> like you're just, you're in her presence for yeah. a little while. And then it just, after it's over, you're. There's a designated yeah. Madonna fainting. Like yeah. a swooning couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how, what other response are you going to have? Exactly. Right. I hope it's the couch from the rain video from a, I, don't know, I don't know if you remember Mark Romanic. I'm did, just doing deep. Madonna she did rain in the just in proving this show, how right? much of a fan I am. What's that? She did do rain in this. 
show, didn't I, she? She may have had like a phrase oh. from it, but she didn't do the full the mm. full song. I don't think. I mean, I don't. It's an underrated know. Madonna song. Range. Such mm-hmm. a good song, and yeah. what a great haircut! I mean, oh. right? Yeah, the dark, like spiky thing. Now that I think about it, a not kind of a penguin esque haircut that she yeah. was yeah. black lacquered. I'm glad you said that because we based Penguin's look off of Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that though. I was like, let's make this character any gayer. (laughs) Um, Let's take a break and we'll be back with a very gay Robin Lord Taylor. Hello. We're back, Robin. Yeah. yeah. This is what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, was just perusing your IMDb page, oh, not, God. not to brag. For some reason on there, it says I'm an I'm an actor director, and I can't change it. Like, uh, oh, d- why though? Why? Or maybe change it? don't because change it. Just start like directing. Oh, that's a good idea. Actually, this is how things happen. Yeah. But this yeah, is I what I want to ask you about. Is under trivia, it says. Met his companion on an audition for a Frito Lay Stacks commercial. <laughs> yes, okay. it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Companions? Well, I didn't write that. Where do we come this up m- with the I know, word companion. companion. I, yeah, that's weird. I met my husband, uh, yeah, at a Frito-Lay Stacks commercial in 2004. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we were um, – it was – yeah, it was – we were in the waiting room. It's a commercial audition in New York, and it was just the two of us, and we just – shot the shit and had like that weird, awkward conversation that you have at auditions, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, hello, like, you know, anyway, like yeah. just talk, I, I don't know. We talked about the Jetsons or something stupid and, and I had no idea he was gay. And, um, anyway, so we do our thing and I was like, bye. And, uh, neither of us got, it was a callback. Neither of us got the job, which was good. The job worked in LA, uh, that weekend. And, uh, so, because neither of us got the job, we were both at the same bar that Sunday night. And back then um, in New York, the big party on Sunday nights was at the park, which is this uh, kind of like indoor-outdoor yeah, restaurant yeah. on 10th Avenue and 18th Street, like near where the Roxy used to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so uh, so yeah, so we were both there. And it was – yeah, that that was the big party, the big gay like once-a-week party. Um and I saw him there, and it, so this is 2004, and this is like the, you know, this is it's a bit of a different time, especially you know with actors and such. It was the first time that I had ever seen anyone from that commercial actor world out of the closet enough to like go to a gay bar. You know, it was yeah. it literally was the very first time, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa! And I had no idea he was gay, and he didn't know I was gay, and so like we went up and we, you know, I, and I was just like, I have to go up and say something, and I. Of course, I was with Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I, walk, I walk up, and I was just like, "Hey, I, I, how are you? Doing? Hi, you know." It was just, you know, hi, and and we talked for like a minute, and I uh, had a nice conversation, and then didn't exchange phone numbers. Um, I don't know why we didn't, but mm-hmm. we just didn't. It was like, okay, cool. I was just, I think I was just like, "Well, I'll see you, Charles. See you around, probably at another audition or something." And then I. Uh, so that was the second run in. And then the third run in was again, another week later. Uh, turns out that he lived on 20th street and eighth Avenue in Chelsea. And Billy and I lived on 30th and ninth Avenue. And so we're like, you know, we're walking up eighth, he's walking down eighth, going home, running to each other again on the street. And, you know, 
finally we, I was like, we were like, okay, well this, we should, let's exchange yeah. info, you know? And like, you know, exchange phone numbers. And we, I mean, we talked again, I introduced him to Billy and it was nice. And I picture this happening outside a big cup. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. I love that you said that. Got the, got the full picture. Yep. Nice. You know exactly where this was. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And so we, we exchanged pleasantries, exchanged numbers, you know, had a nice little chat, blah, blah, blah. And I start, I walk away with Billy and this is the first time in this, you know, Billy and I went to college together and he had seen me through, you know, a couple of relationships at this point. And it's the first time Billy has ever said about anyone that I've been mildly interested in. He was like, you know, you should date that guy. I had a good, I have a good vibe about this. And, you know, if you know Billy Eichner, for him to say, you know, yeah. like he, yeah. you know, he's a generally a sarcastic New Yorker from Queens, you know, yeah, like, right. you know, he's, yeah. He, so for him to say that was, was pretty important. Right, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I went away for a vacation with my family, but um, Dickie, my husband and I connected on, on Friendster. Great. <laughs> I'm definitely aging myself here. We connected on Friendster and we, when I was like on vacation with my family, I would like, you know, creep off to the computer room where mm -hmm. the information uh, super highway was. And yeah. I would like doodly do and like sit there and, you know, and I was chatting with Tiki on Friendster. And so then we came back. We had our first date, official date, April 1st, 2004. And we've been together ever since. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We saw Triplets of Belleville on our first date. And I was Very like. nice. Yeah. Great like, first date. That was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. So we're coming up on 2004. That's like three years. Yeah. Four years. That, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So right. 15 I, years? I, yeah. Is 15. That... It'll be, yeah, 15. It'll be 16 years together in, in April. Wow. So, yeah. And then yeah. when did we like grew up together? He was twenty when we first started dating, oh, and so like really? there was a, yeah we, April first, and then his he turned twenty one on April twenty seventh, and so but so the first twenty seven days, like we would go to like Barracuda in another gay bar mm. in, in New York, and we would go with Billy, and then Billy would go in, and then he would pass his he looks nothing like Billy by the way, but just enough you yeah. know, uh, darker like brown hair. Uh -huh. That's all we needed. And he would, Billy would pass his ID back down <laughs> to yeah. Dickie so that Dickie could get in to Barracuda. Oh yeah. my God. Barracuda. I know. I took his. I robbed him of his twenties. Oh well. Yeah. So <laughs> then, gave them up. Yeah. Yes. Willingly. Exactly. Uh, I hope so. And then when did you get married, or when did you start talking about marriage? We started talking about marriage in, I think it was two thousand nine. Only because, like, so we had somewhat gotten to the point where you know, we were like, well, you know, if you're not allowing us to get married, you know, screw you, screw your heteronormative you know, rituals and all that crap. Like we were very Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon of the yeah. moment kind uh -huh. of about it. And, you know, and just like, you know, and it was also just like, you know, fine. I like, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, then I, I'm, I'm from Iowa originally and Iowa was the third state to legalize gay marriage. And Dickie and I always knew that we'd be together forever, but you know, we were, we were at home in Iowa when it was, like right around when it was legalized and we were looking at each other and we were like, cause they were also talking because it was a, it was an Iowa Supreme court uh, ruling that allowed gay marriage. So um, there was lots of talk about, they, they removed the entire court after that, like, which was, you know, horrible. Um, 
but you know, the ruling still stood. And so Dickie and I like, you know, in fear that they were going to take it back, we were like, well, we have to get married. Like we have to get married. It was more of a political stance than anything because we were like, the more people who get married, the harder it is for them to take it away. We were seeing what happened in California then with Prop 8 and all of that. Um, so, so yeah. And so, uh, my sister was getting married in 2010, so we couldn't do it then. So we did it in 2011. Yeah. We got married in my parents' house, which was really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. In Iowa, which is amazing. On gay pride in Cedar Rapids. (laughs) Was Uni there? Uni was there. Yes. Uni, Uni, uh, was our flower unicorn. Love it. Love it. So what was Iowa like for a young gay kid in the 80s and 90s? It was... yeah, it wasn't great. You know, it was, I, I, I grew up, I was, I was more fortunate than many people only because I grew up, my, my town was only about 15 minutes away from Iowa city, which is where the university is. And that's an incredibly liberal, you know, diverse city, even though it's very small, like the, because of the university, there's a lot of, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a bastion, an Island of blue in a uh-huh. sea of red. Um, and so in that regard, I was, I was fortunate in that, like, I wasn't in a small town in the middle of like Western Iowa, it's like literally nothing. Yeah. Um, at the same time though, you know, I went to, I went to a high school in a, in a small town. Um, and, uh, you know, it was very Friday night lights and, mm-hmm. you know, sports were priority, you know, academics, and the arts and all of that was very much secondary when I was there. It's since it's, it's turned around completely. I think um, some years ago they elected the first school, their, their first out gay uh, school president, which was mm-hmm. really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's, 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 it's turned around, but, um, but back when I was growing up, it, it was very, it was very much not, not accepting and, and very isolating. And, and I knew, I mean, I knew, and thankfully my parents were, you know, very supportive. I wasn't out to my parents, but they were, you know, very supportive of me getting out. And, you know, and I knew I wanted to go to Northwestern, which was in Chicago. I, I just, or, and even if it wasn't there, I, I, I needed to go to a big city. Like, I, and I knew it was specifically because I needed to be out of the closet. Yeah. It was directly related to that. And were you doing theater at the time? I was doing theater in, in, in Iowa. Like yeah. I was, you know, I was doing the, the school plays and the musicals and all of that. And, um, and yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, I mean, my defense mechanism back then was to, I, I really tried to disappear, you know, like I really like, like I didn't want to, I really tried not to draw any sort of attention to myself just cause I didn't want to get my ass kicked. And like, you know, it was enough being called fag behind my back a lot, you know, uh-huh. excuse me for using that word. Yeah. Um, but that's the word that was used. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, but you know, again, I mean, I don't mean to sound trite or, cliche or anything, but like theater was the only way that I could like really put myself out there under the guise of being someone else, if that makes any sense. It was, it was a real escape for me and, um, and very therapeutic for me. And, uh, and yeah, it just, you know, yeah. So then how did, what was the coming out evolution? Coming out evolution. I was like, well, I, you know, in my head, I was like, I, I was like, just graduate, just graduate, just get to Northwestern, you know, like just get out to there and then, and then deal with it. And I, I went, went to school and freshman year, uh, came back for Christmas and, or right before I came back, I came out to my friends that I had made newly friends that I had made at Northwestern and, um, they were amazing. And then I come home and I, uh, 
<laughs> driving my little sister somewhere down a country road, and I like pulled the Bronco two over <laughs> like, like on the gravel, and I was like, I have to tell you something. She's like, freaked out. She's like, what? And she, I was like, came out to her. I told her I was gay, and she just like started crying, but happy tears, and she was like, I'm so happy you you told me, and it was just it was very lovely. Wasn't quite ready to tell my parents. And so um, I didn't want to tell them until I was in some kind of relationship or, you know, like that was the excuse that I was making in my head, whether yeah. that was right or not. But because I also didn't want them to be like, are you sure? Right. You know, like I wanted to be like, I'm gay. I'm dating Here's this the person. Proof. Here's the <laughs> proof. Yeah. Right. His name is Derek. You right. know, yeah. Uh, shout out to Derek Millman. <laughs> um, <laughs> that first boyfriend? Yeah, that was my first boyfriend. We'll get to him. Yeah, Derek yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And so I went back to Northwestern and I met Derek and we started dating and then I went home around Valentine's day. And that's when I told my parents and my dad was, my dad, um, is, was much older than my mom. They, they had a 28 year difference. So my dad was actually born in 1922. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was the greatest generation and my mom's baby boomer. And so, um, and my dad had said like some, off-color remarks about gay people over the years. Um, and, you know, so that was what I was most afraid of. Um, and when I told him, he was like, look, I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. Um, but I love you and that will never change. And I support you no matter what. He was like, so there's that. And that's all I needed from him at that time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and of course my mom was like, I've known for, I right, was right. <laughs> like, I knew like, you know, 15 yeah. years ago or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was like, I've met you. Like, she's there's like, no, there's no headline She's like, I, I, I delivered you. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, moms are always, yeah, yeah, they're amazing. So anyway, so yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then you are out and dating at Northwestern. You and Derek yeah. are together. And is that, how long does that last? It was only a couple months. It was, it was quick. And, and you know, full. he was a senior. I was oh. a freshman. So, you know, he was Horrid. like off to do, you know, he was going he was moving to New York and to do the thing. And, um, and we're still friends. Like we just reconnected and that was great. And he's a, he's a very successful, uh, YA writer. Um, swipe left for murder is Derek Nolan's book. Everyone should buy it. Yes. There it is. Got the plug. Um, and, uh, he writes YA for, uh, about queer issues too, which is really, really cool. Um, and so anyway, uh, he, uh, yeah, we dated for a couple months and then, and then I think I, I started dating another freshman cause that just made more sense yeah. <laughs> a little. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then I had another boyfriend, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then was there a period after college where you're just living in New York and you're dating and meeting yeah. guys out and. Yeah, there was a bit of a period. Yeah. Cause yeah, I moved to New York, uh, in 2000 and, uh, and yeah. And I, I started, I dated someone for a couple of years, which wasn't the right fit, but you know, it's, it was also like, you know, it was really, you know, we, we were, I, I blame, you know, it was the nine 11 thing. Cause like I moved to New York and then a year after I moved there, nine 11 happened uh -huh. and I had been in this relationship for a couple of months, not totally sure if this is going to work. Nine 11 happens. And then it was like, you know, I just like, it's like so many people, like we just like clung together like we were like right. whatever like you know it was it was really out of like comfort and mm -hmm. fear and you know all of those things that were brought up during that horrible day and um so yeah so you know we made it work for well we it, it ended yeah and then uh and then i met dickie and here we are and here we are yeah 
That's my life. And you come here for work for long periods of time. Sorry. <laughs> I just did the musical podcast. I guess I it's still coming yeah, out of me. I know. <laughs> I, how dare I just like I know. gloss over that? Yeah. I don't think either of us knew how to react. I know. It's not. I don't play me one yeah. bit. Um, but I is my mic still I on? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted more. Oh, okay, frankly. Well. Um, when you travel for work, does Dickie travel with you? A lot do of the you, time, yeah. Yeah, he, he did. Oh, he's is he still an actor? Yeah, he's still he's still an actor. He um, but he's also uh, he's a production designer, uh-huh. um, lighting designer, set designer. He uh, he works for Marvel right now, so we got oh, cool. a little DC Marvel rivalry oh, in the house going. God. Hot, okay? yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, uh, yeah, he's and uh, yeah, and so um. But, you know, because he does that kind of stuff, he is, you know, somewhat freelance. He worked on Billy on the Street for four seasons. He was uh-huh. the the art director for that show. He did all those crazy props. He did he did Billy. Billy did um uh the the Billy on the Street uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. There was oh, one yeah. episode with like giant like Rooney Mara and balloons oh, and God. there was a uh Maggie Gyllenhaal balloon. Like Dickie actually like designed all those, had them made oh, in China. Like, yeah, he's very. So when they wow. did, when they, when he, like the obstacle courses and that's stuff, all Dickie. That's yeah. All Dickie. yeah oh, except okay. for the last season, but yeah, the first four seasons, that was all Dickie. Oh, My favorite yeah. one was, um, uh, Margot Robbie's moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're like journeying through Margot Robbie's moment. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Oh, wow. It's so good. It's like that show. Well, is, tell him that we're fans. I yeah, will. I will. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he comes to the comic cons with me and like, cool. it's like it makes it better. It, it, not all of them, but like when we, like I just, you know, I had, I just did, um, comic con in Vienna, which was incredible. So he came with me to that one. We're going to Japan at the end of the year. It's so interesting and, uh, and nice to know that you really did grow up together and your career has like completely transformed in the time that you've been together. Yeah. And how, how has it been navigating that as a couple? It's been, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's been a lifesaver in so many ways. I mean, you know, like when I, of course I never expected anything like Gotham to happen at all. Like I just, you know, I kept my expectations very low. Yeah. Um, just, you know, to, you know, stave off any sort of disappointment that comes with the business. But, um, but you know, then, then it, then, then it happens and like your life changes and then it's like everything changes and navigating that. I just feel so fortunate that I had someone who knew me better than I know myself in so many ways and like really helped me get through that crazy, it gets really daunting and really scary and just really like, especially like I don't seek fame. Like I really don't like, I, again, like, my approach to acting is like really out of a desire to not be myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's like really out of a desire to like disappear into someone else, you know? Um, so then like, but you know, again, like being known is, you know, it's, it happens that's if you, thing. if you make, if you make it, you know, that's the byproduct. That's the thing you have to deal with. And so, you know, it was very, very scary and stressful. And uh, for me, um, so he was like incredibly helpful getting through that. Um, but yeah, it's also like, you know, it's hard. Like when you're on a show like that, where it's like 22 episodes a season and, um, for five seasons. And it's also just a very like intense, like physically and emotionally, like every scene is like act five in a Greek drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally every scene is like death, yep. violence, you know, 
just strife. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, just like getting through that when, when, when that ended, you know, there had, there was a, there was an adjustment period. It's just like, Oh, like what happened? Like what happened? And like, you know, like any relationship, there's like certain things where it's like, okay, we're going to deal with that, you know, later. And like, you know, it's just like normal day to day things, you know, mm-hmm. like being so busy and like, since it ended, you know, there was a time where we really had to like reconnect and like, you know, work through like processing what just happened and what's next. And like, you know, getting through the fear of like this transition period of like, what's going to be the next thing. And, you know, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been, you know, yeah. Like a, a roller coaster. And do you have to make an active effort, um, to ensure that that because you are the one who has like a public profile, that there's never a sense of him being the wind beneath your wings or it, not that you would treat him that way, but you know what I'm saying? Totally. And, and also like, yeah. And I, you know, I, it's like ironic is like all I'm doing is talking about him, but like, you know, I really try and like, you know, keep, you know, like, like I, I don't, I don't like, I don't turn our relationship into like social media moments all the Mm -hmm. time. You know, like I try and just sort of like, you know, keep social media just to like me and my career and stuff. I'm not a huge fan of it anyway to begin with, but like, I understand that it's necessary, but, um, but yeah, like, and, and I also like, you know, am super conscious of like making sure that, that his dream is being fulfilled and like what he's doing is like at the forefront as much as what I'm doing. And, and again, like, God, like all I want is for him to like, you know, be as successful as he wants to be, which he is, you Mm -hmm. know, and and it's like, it's gratifying because then it's like, you know, yeah, just that, you know, he's not spending all of his time like dealing with my craziness, you know, and like what's going on in my life, you know, that he has his his things. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Rambling, but yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Aww, Are there guys uh, children in the future? Is that Possibly. a conversation? I mean, I don't know. I feel, um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say no. Like, I feel like it's definitely possible. Um, at the moment, though, like, if I'm doing that, I'm not doing anything else. Like, yeah. I, I refuse to, like, until, like, you know, the kid or kids are old enough to like, you know, like if I'm going to, if I'm going to approach that thing, like I'm walking away from the business, I'm walking, that's going to be my primary focus. And I'm just not, I'm not quite there yet. You know, like I, there's more stuff I want to do and trying to make, you know, you know, make this moment happen a little bit longer, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Right now we're about, we're all about the cat. (laughs) Right. How was the cat? <laughs> the cat's great. The cat's amazing. The cat knows words. Great. Um He's yeah. He's very. He's twelve years old. Which oh you know. My God. Is, I hate that. I hate hate it when pets get older. But cats can go on and on. That's yeah, that's can. what I'm I'm banking on. And he's like still like he's like zooms. He's got the zoomies every oh, day. And, then you're you know, good. He's, yeah. He's very. Have you seen the cat on Twitter who speaks with a southern accent? Well, I hi. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. I have been obsessed. Really yeah, made am, my day. I want it to be – I need to figure out – Dickie can figure this out for me, but I need it to like um, – I want it to be my message alert. Like, on my phone. Like, uh-huh. that's, well, 
Well, hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best thing. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Robin, Lord Taylor. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so it's much for doing this. Such a joy. Well, I mean, I feel like I, yeah, okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. What do you like, mean? I don't know. You feel I feel like, yeah, okay. Do you need okay. more, something no, more out of this? Is there more <laughs> to cover? No, I you mean. You feel satisfied. I feel great. Yeah, okay. it's great talking to you guys. Great talking to you. Thank you so much for yeah. doing this. Please come back. Yeah, of anytime course. you're in town. Yeah, I would love to. Bye. Yeah, huge fan. You guys are great talkers, and I love the stuff, the subjects that you guys approach on your show is just they're very important to me so i really appreciate what you do thank you so much yeah thanks you're a great talker hey you too love fest <laughs> <laughs>